You're listening to the Magnetic Boss Podcast, a place for spiritual entrepreneurs and visionary women. I'm Calandra, intuitive brand designer and founder of the Magnetic Boss Studio, where we cultivate magnetic brands, websites, and a social media presence for our clients. On this podcast, you'll learn how to begin cultivating your magnetic brand so you can attract dream clients with ease. Each month, we'll bring you real, raw conversations and industry guest experts to help you create your most magnetic self. Thank you for listening today. Now let's get this party started. Today, I am joined by Nikki Starcat Shields. Nikki is an author, a book midwife, aka writing coach, and the leader of Transformational Writing Retreats. She currently has five nonfiction books published with others in the works, including a contemporary fantasy series. She works with entrepreneurs, creatives, healers, and others who have a book idea, but no idea how to write it. Welcome, Nikki. I'm so happy to have you here today. It's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Will you tell everybody a little bit about your background and how you got started as a book midwife? Sure. It was kind of a big um, circle or spiral, really, because I wanted to be a writer when I was a little kid. And um, over the course of schooling, public school and college, I was kind of discouraged from that because, you know, everybody's like, well, you can't make a living doing that. What are you really going to do? So I, you know, went into journalism, um, discovered that deadlines, which are a big part of journalism are just really not great for my immune system and my body. So um, I ended up in public radio in the, like, kind of in the background. I did some on-air stuff, but mostly in administration. And it was great. I loved public radio. I do still love it. But it wasn't my calling. And I kept getting these nudges to write. And so gradually over time, I returned to writing. And, you know, some people are now, things have changed a lot. Some people are now making a living at full-time writing. But then there are those of us who have kind of created a hybrid. So I write and I also help other people write. And so that makes a wonderful second career. And I'm super, super excited about helping people tell their stories. Yeah, I love that. I've mentioned that you call yourself a book midwife. Will you tell Mm -hmm. people kind of what that means, especially for someone who maybe doesn't consider themselves an author yet? Yeah, that's a lot of the people I work with have had a wonderful book idea or oftentimes they get people in their life who hear their story or what they do and they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. You should write a book. But they don't know how to do it yet. So those are the people that I help. And the the book midwife... um, idea like the name came from a conversation and some work I did with a mutual friend of ours, Jennifer Moore, um, who um, I helped her get her book into the world, her Empathic Mastery book, um, which is awesome if you haven't read it yet. Um, Yeah, so good. And so she kind of helped me because it, it really is, it's like a birthing process. And most of the time it takes, you know, nine months or maybe more. Sometimes it takes more time to write your book. Um, in a sustainable way that fits within your lifestyle. A lot of the people that come and want to write a book also have full, busy lives. They're entrepreneurs or they have a day job that takes a lot of time. They're, they're parents, they're, you know, friends, they're, they have uh, also fur babies, you know, just lots of things going on. And I help them learn to write as part of that life rather than as a, like a separate thing that they have to add in, you know, just to integrate it more. Because yeah. when you write or do anything creative, really, it expands into other areas of your life in cool ways. So, so we created it. Uh, Jen Moore kind of helped me birth this business really. 
as a book midwife and my signature program is nine months long because of the birthing process. <laughs> and um, yeah, we bring, we bring book babies into the world, which is so exciting. I love that. And I love that it makes the process of writing seem a bit more approachable. I think yeah. that a lot of people, when they have the idea of wanting to write a book or wanting to share their story, it seems insurmountable or like something that they have to dedicate their whole life to. Right. And I, you know, I'm pregnant with a human baby right now and working with a midwife and having somebody there to guide that process and really hold space for that process definitely opens up so much more freedom and empowerment with that. And I think that that's really special for people that are maybe considering themselves creatives, but they don't know what steps they should be taking. Yeah, if there's a myth about book writing that you just, it's just something you do all by yourself just in your office. And there will be some of that, but I've discovered through through you know creating this business that many of us who are creatives and even introverts thrive within group settings. And so these are like group settings, not like a cocktail party where you're talking about sort of boring, banal stuff, but like group settings where we can focus on our creativity and our ideas and our inspiration and all of that. It really feeds the, the creative soul to be with others who are doing this. So that's why I like group programs the best. Yeah, I love that. Can you talk a little bit about the connection between creativity and spirituality? We have a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs listening to this episode. How can those two things kind of work together when it comes to writing a book? Um, I feel like the, they're they're very entwined. They're certainly very entwined for me. And if you think about how um, when you use your spiritual connection to delve into it, like even something as simple as what should I focus on next in my business or that sort of thing, you get a lot of information that's often hidden from your you know conscious mind. And so it's the same with creativity. Once you tap into that and say, what's what's here? What's behind my day-to-day thoughts? What c- comes forth? It it really can surprise you in a beautiful way. There's so much there. And I think that's because you're connecting in to the part of you that's not just your physical self. It's like whatever's beyond. And there's a lot of different beliefs about, you know, what's beyond. We won't know, I guess, until we get there. But, um, you know, just tapping into something bigger than one's physical self seems to bring lots of energy, creativity, inspiration. So many people I work with, and I do infuse the woo-woo. I do guided meditations for my clients all the time. You know, we infuse a lot of that so that they can access that wisdom. And they discover that it ripples into other areas of their life too, which I love. So, and it's fun. (laughs) Yeah, I think that it makes that process a little bit less um, cut and dry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I think of, you know, writing a book, I think of sitting behind your computer and staring at a blank page. But when you think about it from a perspective of spirituality and creativity and tapping into your unique self and the messages that are there for you, mm-hmm. um, there's just so much more space for things to flow a little bit easier and in a more fun way. Yeah, it gets it gets you into that, you know, the the concept of the zone. So there's something that you're doing. It's some people for some people it's like physical activity like running or yoga and some it's, you know, creating crafts or something that you do that you just love so much, you're so immersed in it that time seems to fly by and you're like, "Oh, wow, it's 2 hours later. Oh, here I am." <laughs> you know, still doing my art. Mm-hmm. Um that that you can get into that zone with writing even if you've never done it before. And when you're in that zone, that's when the ideas are really just flowing forth from your inner wisdom. 
Yeah, I love that. Do you have some practices you can share for people to help them get into the zone or maybe just try uncovering what that might look like for them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Often it is really easy to get into creative mode after you've done some kind of connecting thing, whatever that is for you. Some people love meditation or yoga or Pilates or even just going out into nature. Like that's a great way to get connected. Go for a nature walk Mm -hmm. and then sit down and see what comes through with your writing or with any creative act, really. I I also um, have a... um, a group setting called the Parallel Playdates where I welcome in not just writers, but anyone who's working on creativity. Um, we do, that. that's another thing you can do is a guided meditation. We do a guided meditation in that group and then get into that zone and then see what comes forth. And sometimes people will bring something that they're working on. Like, I want to work on a chapter for my book today. And they'll do the guided meditation and they'll be inspired to like declutter their office or to <laughs> do some art or, you know, it might be something else entirely. So um, just getting into that spiritual connected state, however, works best for you. Um, Another thing that I really always suggest to people to avoid that moment of sitting and staring at a blank page is to brainstorm. So get into that zone and then brainstorm. If I was going to write a book, what would be in it? Like, what do I want to talk about? What, um, what do I like to get on a soapbox about? What, cool, fun, weird things have happened to me, what um, neat things have happened to my client, you know, just think of brainstorm up ideas and make a mind map or just a list in a Google Doc. And that way, when you sit down to write, you can pick one and start there. And it gives you a little window into where you can go, go. And people always are amazed at this, but you don't have to write your book in order, like in the order it's going to be in eventually. You can just pick something you love to write about and start there. Yeah, I think that's really helpful um, for maybe somebody who hasn't written in that sense before, because when Mm -hmm. I think of writing a book, I think of, okay, chapter one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like telling some specific storyline, but like you mentioned before, your journey into being a book midwife was kind of like a spiral. And so why wouldn't our book, especially if it's something personal and, um, you know, writing about your story, why would it not be nonlinear as well, at least in the process of writing it? Yeah. And go where the joy is. That's what, you know, and that's what I tell people, go where, where it's real. Oh, I really want to write this part about this story that, that happened, but that's probably going to be at the end of the book. Well, write it. You're going to edit later. So <laughs> you can put right. it together like a puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Editing is a good thing to remember. It yeah. doesn't have to be perfect in that first draft. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, so editing is it uses a different part of the brain entirely than writing. So writing is like your creative, flowing, um, right brain sort of artsy self, and then editing is that where you want that logical, analytical, grammatic, <laughs> you know, focused self to come in. And if you try to do them both at once, it just really, really slows down your process. So I like to people to to tell people to embrace the messy draft. Just write. Don't worry about the spelling or anything. Just write. Yeah, I think that that's really helpful for people to hear, especially if they are have some preconceived notions or have heard some of these myths about writing a book. Would you say, what would you say is the biggest myth about writing a book that you hear people come up against? I think it's, um, well, we talked a little bit about how, like, doing it alone, but I think equally big is how much time it will take. So I have a client who has four, she now has five daughters, but at the time she wrote her book, she had four daughters. She was homeschooling, running a business, running a household, and she, um, at at that time, wrote in 20-minute increments in the morning before the kids got up 
to start their homeschooling day. And so she wrote like three or four times a week for 20 minutes at a time. And within a year, she had finished her draft. And so if she can do it, I tell people, if she can do it, you can do it too, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it really is just a matter of setting that intention and having um, the accountability and support in that process, like we've said before, where you don't have to write the book alone. You don't have to go through that process alone. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't have to take hours a day. (laughs) Right, right. And in fact, it seems like it would be more beneficial for you to do it in smaller chunks so that you have that creative flow and you're in the zone versus kind of like forcing yourself to sit down and write for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing is I I help people sort of create a writing habit. And sometimes when you come to the, you know, computer or notebook or whatever, you're not going to feel like writing that particular thing. So I encourage them to still keep the writing habit going, but you can journal. Some people like to have two different projects to work on. Some who are entrepreneurs will take that time to write some copy or a newsletter or whatever. It's like, as long as you're nurturing that habit, you know, let it go where it wants to go on any given day. Your your inner wisdom knows <laughs> knows what to what to do. Yeah, I actually wanted to mention uh, content writing because this is something that you and I work on together with your social media. And I always say to people, you know, having an author is probably the easiest social media client because you have so much writing already prepared. <laughs> um, <laughs> such a blessing for me. But when it comes to entrepreneurship and some of these writing practices, how would you say that these things can overlap when it comes to writing newsletter content, social media content, things like that? Well, it's a myth. I think a lot of people think that they have to have a book that's completely fresh and new. But actually, you know, the way social media works, I mean, you even know more about this than I do, but not everybody's going to see everything. (laughs) And not everybody will read everything in detail. So combining your book writing and your social media and other, you know, the newsletter and other presence is great. I'm actually right now putting together a book um, based on the journey I take people through. And I'm using a lot of that, that content that I've written, you know, for my business in the book and then kind of expanding on some of it because you have more obviously more room <laughs> in a book, but it's okay if you're writing a book to share excerpts from it on your social media. It doesn't ruin anything. People are still going to want to read the whole thing. Um, I think we have this misconception that, well, that's not, they've seen that already, but even if they have, it's going to be some among the millions of other things we read every you know week and <laughs> year. So it's yeah. fine to do that. Yeah, I think that's so important to mention because we do kind of get wrapped up in the social media hustle of having to produce more, 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 but it is really beneficial both for your audience to be able to consume that content more than once and in multiple ways, but it also helps with your brand recognition where people are going to be hearing the same types of messages from you. And the more consistent that gets, the more repetition they see, the more brand awareness you're raising. It's also really good to talk about the fact that you're writing a book for various reasons. One, it will get your audience kind of prepped and excited for it. Two, it provides you with accountability because somebody, chances are, maybe a friend is going to say, oh, how's that book going? <laughs> and it'll keep you, on, you know, on track. So, it, and, and it's, it, if you're building what you, most publishers, whether you go with self-publishing or a traditional publisher, the vast majority of them want you to have an author platform. In other words, an audience. 
And so if you're an entrepreneur, you already have that, right? You have your newsletter list, you have your social media followers. And if you're building that audience to also be your author platform saying, oh, I'm going to, this is something I love to share with people. And also I'm writing a book about it. You know, just mention it from time to time. It really helps like lead the way for your book when it comes out into the world. Yeah, I think that's really smart. And it also seems like it would help you with getting feedback from your audience of what they're really tuned into and what they find interesting, which yeah. in turn can then help you write your book and really make that something where the material is something that one of your, many of your audience members would like to dive into and read the full book. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you think about the people that you follow on social media, you probably have, or that you know in life, you probably know some of their stories, right? Like, so um, my biz coach, Britt Volnick, um, who I know you also work with closely, um, has these certain stories that, you know, some of her clients have heard 10 or 20 times, but it's such a good story that you're just like, oh yeah, tell it again. This is so good. And then you want to get her book when she, you know, puts it out there. So. Yeah, it's kind of, it reminds me of like your favorite Netflix series that you've watched yeah. six or seven times <laughs> and you know the plot of the story, but you still want to watch it because you love the character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Amazing. Well, will you tell us a little bit, you mentioned the parallel play dates. Will you tell us a little bit more about some of the offerings that you have and how people can get connected with you and work with you in writing their book? Yeah. So the best way to, um, Find me is on my website, NikkiStarcatShields.com. And it's, I kind of follow the same, like on Instagram, I'm at NikkiStarcatShields. So it's under my name. Um, the play dates are kind of a great way to get an idea of the community. I call my community the, the community of thriving artists because we're not starving artists, we're thriving artists. <laughs> so flip that around. And to get a taste of that community, uh, come on into the, the play dates. I'll, you know, send me a message and I'll gift you a, your first seat at one just to come and check it out. I'm happy to do that. Um, and those are two hour containers on Zoom where we gather and we uh, do a lead a guided meditation and a writing prompt. And then we kind of just mute our video and go off and do our thing that we brought to work on or to play with. And then at the end, we come back and, and say how it went. It's kind of accountability and, and group spirit. And so many cool things happen between the people who attend, you know, like they get inspired by each other or they both saw the same animal in the meditation or, you know, things like that. Such fun stuff. Um, I also, if you're wanting to write a book and you don't know how to get started, also on my website um, under the join page, you'll see I have a PDF that's called Write the Damn Book, <laughs> Your Guide to Getting Started. So that's there for you to check out if it's something you'd like to start exploring. Amazing. I'll make sure I put all of those links in the show notes. I highly recommend you guys go follow Nikki on social media. She has a great presence over there, tons of amazing tips, and her community is really special. So thank you, Nikki, for coming on today and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you so much. I love working with Calandra. You're awesome. You and your team are just so great in helping me, you know, expand my author platform and my business, and I just love it. Awesome. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe wherever you are listening so you don't miss a thing. Your iTunes reviews help the show impact more magnetic bosses just like you. If you leave a review or listen to this episode, share the episode on Instagram and tag at calandra.martin on Instagram so I can thank you personally. 
If you're craving community and connection with like-minded entrepreneurs, join us inside the Magnetic Boss Collective on Facebook, where you can build relationships and share your business too. Until next time, Magnetic Boss.